0: podcast, another week another pod got some exciting results in the champions league this week, uh, and we're going to talk about it i'm the host john Eds and i'm here with uh honorary spurs fan ryan sigurdsson and not honor- honorary honorary and <sighs> devastated uh, devastated spurs fan and uh fairly overconfident liverpool fan Mazza malady um Guys, there's like 95 days to the World Cup, so I'm pretty excited about that. But we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the Champions League. And, Mazen, I'll start with you because PSG weighed an egg this week, as they have in previous years. I was actually watching the highlights of the Barcelona collapse last year. Um, yeah, it was really amazing. Um, and This guy, Neymar,
1: he was really good in that game.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's where was he in, in this game? Yeah. Um, Where was he in the first game? (laughs) (sighs) Shots fired. Similar results. Um, You know, obviously it's not much of a collapse. They they had an uphill battle in the second match this year, but talk to me a little bit about what you saw uh, out of the second game and then ultimately how you see them fixing this moving forward. I mean, over $1.3 billion spent. In the last, I believe it's like billion with <laughs> over the last, I believe five or six years, and uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's 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 something crazy like that, and they can't make it to the later rounds of the Champions League. How do you fix this, Madison?
2: You change the manager. I think uh, I think uh, if there's one thing you could just uh, in terms of things that are like expected or unexpected. Uh, from the game, I definitely was expecting something entertaining. Like either way it was going to go, like y- you get in the position where you have to kind of you're in the corner and you have to fight, and you're you're just like you know, like I don't know, raw instinct or something. Or you have to like you have to battle back and win this game by two goals, and uh, that what that would require is like a a desire to actually go out and do that. And from the vast majority of PSG players out there, I didn't really see that. At, well, you know, with the exception of maybe Verratti, who came out with a little bit too much uh, a little oomph, a little too much flair getting sent off and pretty much closing the game off early, even though there was a goal the game, there by the game,
0: the game, The game was over, though. It yeah, I mean, Cavani broke. scored a
2: goal and the idea crept in that maybe if they scored another it would become crazy, but...
1: but he was sent off before Cavani scored. And Ronaldo
2: yeah, had already scored. Well, that's, that's what I mean. I mean, the game, the game was essentially over. I mean, He's on the field when Cavani scores that goal, and maybe it's different. But you know, it, you know, just unwise. Everybody looked like an individual. Honestly, Angel Di Maria had an awful game from the beginning. Just really, was, people were talking about him like he was supposed to be some court sort of replacement. He's just like again showing that he can't show up the team. And, uh, it just, just an uninspired performance really, but maybe like the better thing to talk about is just how well Zidane managed this game with the, with the choice of squad and just consistently, that's why I brought up the manager is consistently outmanaging Emory. The, 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 this tie can be defined just by the decisions, the tactics, the squad. And, you know, Real Madrid has an amazing squad, but PSG has great players as well, but they just weren't used correctly. And I mean, the entire game was decided on kind of the left side of the pitch um, Asensio was an amazing idea from Zidane. He got a little flack for starting him in this game, but just took the fight to Verratti and Alves on that side and just embarrassed them kind of consistently and not, not with any kind of flair or style, but just smart play, just pushing it up and basically just waiting Attacking for them to come and just having that. A yeah.
0: I, I think the flack he took is more from not playing Bale and Isco rather than right.
2: playing Asensio. I mean, but he, he did well, what he because people to. Because people didn't want to believe that he was actually out there to, to fight and attack, but the Asensio play was really to attack.
0: Right. So it was, it, it, he inserted pace into <laughs> a lineup in a game that, that needed pace. I mean, it needed that to, to relieve uh, Madrid's back line of pressure that could have been provided by PSG. Yeah, and, and to be fair, with 25
1: minutes left in the game, putting on Bale and Isco gives you pace again. Like, kind of re-ups your pace. Like, Bale can't go for 90 minutes, but you don't want him running at your back line for 25.
2: But Madrid embarrassed PSG on the wings the whole game. Yeah, and like they had no answer to it. And the, I, I mean, what can you say when I Amry failed? Won't be there next year.
0: <laughs> I, I think uh, I think Casemiro and. Kovacic in the midfield. Kovacic, I mean, yeah. yeah, whatever. I mean, depending on which announcer you get on a Fox game, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I'm going to go with Kovacic. Um, I, you know, the two of them in the midfield. It's like mm. if you look at PSG in the first half, PSG can string three passes together, and it, it that started in the midfield. I mean, they really looked like a poor team in the first half. It just, uh, you know, yeah, they I, were poor. Yeah. But if uh, PSG,
1: I mean, but PSG didn't jump on it. If PSG had gotten a goal in the first half, this game may have flipped because Real Madrid kind of, you know. No, more, you
2: both sides were messy, but I think what we're saying is PSG was was awful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they really, they were bad in the first half. And I, I agree with Mason's assessment. I mean, there was no urgency there from players, you know, from experienced players like Di Maria and Cavani. Yeah, maybe not MBOP, but like, you know, still a skilled player. Uh, you didn't really see much from the from PSG's front three of that whole game. I mean, sure. uh,
2: Maria Di Maria, I, I believe we saw urgency, but it didn't translate to quality. Uh, de Maria's, uh, de Maria's main problem is that once again he, he he came into a big game and and played second rate,
1: and yeah. is washed. I, well. I don't think he is. I
2: think, like, you can see quality from Ángel Di Maria all the time, except, like, if you need to win the game. Like, you need to win this <laughs> game. And then all of a sudden, he's a second-rate player. I, it's baffling.
1: I mean, it's it's a dumb stat in that it doesn't really tell us a lot, but it kind of tells us everything. PSG needed two goals at home and was outshot 22-8. to eight. Yeah. Like, that's... that's That's brutal.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, granted, granted, a lot of that. Actually, there, Madrid did have a lot of shots uh, from the time of the red card onward. But still, I mean, Real Madrid were the better team in both legs, and that's all that really you need to say. Um, I think PSG can go back to the first leg, look at a ten minute window where, um, you know, they sort of blinked, and all of a sudden we're down two goals. Uh, at the end of the game. And you could probably say the same for Tottenham, who we're going to get to in a minute. Um, But ultimately, they were just outplayed, home and away. Uh, And Real Madrid deserved to be in the final eight. I don't know what you do with this PSG team, Uh, aside from changing the coach. I I don't know what a a different manager could do with the quality in this side um, and how far that manager could take them. But uh, I, I expect to see changes... Um, not just to the manager, but possibly to the squad uh, this summer.
2: Yeah, I think uh, it starts with the manager. You know, I, 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 the with manager, the manager makes the decisions. There will definitely be changes to the squad, but there's so much quality here.
1: Uh, do, you, do you keep Alves? I think you do, right? He's still, he's still worthwhile. There's Depends some, what the manager wants to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's hard to say. I mean, there's so much individual quality, right? But it kind of reminds me of that Argentina team uh, that managed to qualify for the World Cup but just barely. You know, there's a lot of individual talent, but clearly this talent is having trouble gelling. Uh and it's showing on the field. You know, they're just good enough to win in France. Um all right, so leading replacement for PSG is uh the guy at the helm of Spurs and Spurs had a tough going this week as well. Ryan, I'm gonna give you the mic for a little bit and talk to me about what you saw in the Spurs what you saw in the Spurs match? Um, and then I want to address a comment that Potch made post-game. and want to get your take on that.
1: Okay, so... You need to open another beer for this. Um, I mean, yeah, it, yesterday was super disappointing. Uh, like, there's... I'll leave, you know, that's... Man, I thought I'd have How more to say. How disappointed are you? I mean... Disappointed in that we went in. It's a these type of games. These two, these home and homes. Um, man, Allegri, he's just so good at managing these home and homes. Like he knows how. He knows to split these games up into the four quarters they really are, and that only Juventus only needed to basically win one quarter of the four halves, and they did. They came out. They had a ten minute stretch. He made two, looking now like brilliant substitutions, taking uh, uh, putting taking off Matuidi and Benatia, Who I will leave it at. He did some shit to Son's leg. I don't know if it's a full red, but he did some shit. Um, that was that was kind of bad. But he brings those two guys off, brings on. Um, Essemoa and Lanchai, Lanchsteiner, Uh Davies for some reason decides to keep on a keep a winger onside, and Dabala sneaks in, and just like that, it flips. And then Juventus does Juventus things on defense and holds on. And this game, it just it sucks. It really sucks because we Spurs realistically won three of the four quarters of this tie, uh, and we're going into the the last quarter up a goal at home continued to attack at the beginning of the of the second half and just lost their way for ten minutes. And yeah, and Juventus took advantage of it. I think that the this game came down to Tottenham has playing you know they lost kyle walker over the summer uh they replaced him with serge a who is okay but he's not as good as kyle walker he's not a 50 million dollar left back and they've had danny rose not really been since he tore his acl like 18 months ago has not been back and so they're stuck playing you know a sub sub kyle walker uh and ben davies or kieran tripper trippier and Juventus Allegri is super smart. He realized that Tottenham is really good up the middle with uh, Dembele and Erickson and Kane. And so he said, screw it. You guys aren't going to be able to go up the middle on me. You're going to have to go on the wings and you're going to, the only way towards the end of that second half, when Tottenham was putting on the pressure, the only thing they could do was, all right, swing it out wide, have Ben Davies throwing across and get lucky. Maybe. Oh no, we didn't. And I mean, they had, God, Fucking damn it! They were so close. If that uh, offsides header on Kane, I told you guys I'm going to earn the explicit rating. So I'm not earn. Earn. Ah, we were. It was so close. Kane. Uh, he would have been offsides, but we got got away off the call. But it didn't matter because that ball just bouncing around, and Lamella couldn't just run. If Lamella just runs and doesn't let up that split second, he maybe is there to, I don't know, kick the fun in the face and score the goal or something. Um, I, I mean, Juventus did a Juventus thing where they. Didn't care that they were in at one. They didn't care that they were down goal. They did what they needed to do. Cellini dragged Spurs in the post game comments. Um, and, like, whatever. Well,
0: it, it was, to be fair, that wasn't directed at Spurs. That was directed it was! Out. He
1: called Spurs soft and he said, We knew Spurs were going to be weak on defense and weak mentally. So, Basically, so, called them out for not having the experience.
0: So, so that was the immediate post game. And then when he went to, like, a room press game he was like he said of all English teams uh but I mean yeah whatever he said, he said English teams leave gaps <laughs> which I, I thought was a great comment uh,
1: so I mean like yes this game sucked and I'm almost done with my rant I promise um this game it sucks because we were so close but since Poch has come they've gone from finishing fifth in the league and being You know that next level, that lower tier, decent team that would ride a singular player, and now we are like taking it to Juventus and like competing with the best. We took fucking four points from Madrid and we blitzed Dortmund in a down year, but still blitzed Dortmund. When we got that group, when we got that group, everyone, all the commentary was okay. Sorry, Spurs, you got a group of deaf, deaf. You're done. And Spurs won that group. Like they are now in it that, that upper tier of that top 15 top 10 teams in Europe. And that's due to Pochettino and like, yes, Spurs have not won a trophy. Arsenal's won three trophies and I'd much rather be Spurs and Arsenal right now. <laughs> so like fuck trophies. Like I'd much, Ars- I like they're in a good Ars- place right now. And Ar- it Arsenal- sucks that Ars- you lose this game though.
0: Arsenal's still in Europe. Uh, my, my counter to... The they're
1: sports. in, like, Belarus on a Thursday. It's not the same. We played we played the Grey Lady and almost came away with a victory. If we had gotten a better draw, we'd be in the quarterfinals.
0: I, I, there's a lot I could touch on there. One, you said Grey Lady. I don't even know what that is.
1: That's but Juventus. Aren't they the Grey Lady of Italian football? Isn't that their name? Old, old Lady? Oh, whatever. They're, they're old, too, yes. Yeah,
0: they're all old. Uh, the second thing is, I would argue that Juventus. If you want to divide the two games up into four quarters, I would argue that Juventus won the first half at Wembley, where they should have, by all means, gone ahead 3 nothing, and that this tie should have been over. Um, I think Spurs were fortunate enough to be given the chance to blow it, which they did, um, but let's not count out Allegri. I mean, Allegri did a great no, he job. He did a great job. Uh, in this second game of making Harry Kane and Delhi Ali irrelevant, Harry Kane had two great touches in the first half. I thought both of them were great chances. First one, he hesitates and doesn't even get off a shot. Uh, second one, he goes around the keeper but puts it into the side netting. Oh, yeah,
1: that sucked too.
0: I, and, and honestly, that's a goal he scores a lot of the time. I don't, I, I didn't really understand those two chances, um, but. But this was a spur, This really was the Spurs collapse. I mean, five minutes. You know, you could blame Ben Davies for, for keeping... And um, I will, forever. <laughs> ...for keeping Paul on onside. But if you actually look at that line, uh, you could even argue that Jan Vertonghen kept him onside at L- well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jan Vertonghen did not have a good game, but Davies was, like,
0: trying to man-mark a winger 15 yards away and... Right. You know, to not have a conversation... I, I thought it was a pretty quick decision on the referee's part. Uh, to not give that call, especially because there were two points of contact on that foul, on that potential foul. It wasn't just a dive; it was a dive and then a leg lift, and it looked like there were two spots where um, Douglas Costa could have been tripped up. Uh, overall, I thought Tottenham played a better game, and this was the uh, post-match comment I wanted to make to you, Sig, and I want to get your response. Uh, Potch basically said like you know, we outplayed them. They had three chances and scored on two of them. I thought we were the better team. I'm not sure what else we can do.
1: I mean, I don't... I don't know if you're necessarily the better team. I think the Juventus only wanted a handful of chances knowing that they would finish them and they know that Spurs are going to play that the, the game that Spurs played. So, I mean, like... Yeah, I don't know. They're, they were not the better team because um, at the end of the like at the end of it, they they didn't, they, you know, they didn't win. Um, and I think Juventus had more than two chances. I won't just say or three chances or whatever. And I mean, it it, it it sounds reductive, but at the end of at the end of this, when you get this far in these tournaments, it doesn't matter if you had more chances or not. What matters is that Juventus has. Or on and an is three. So, like, you got to finish. And Juventus did a really good job, as you said, of taking away Kane and Deli Ali. who Deli Ali's value has kind of plummeted this year. I mean, he'll still, if he leaves, will get purchased for a lot, but he has not been at his
0: best. I mean, uh, Sonny had great success down the left side, but that was really the only high point of the game, I thought, for Spurs. Sonny was
1: great. Sonny was awesome. I like Seven shots just was a monster. But...
0: And you wonder, you wonder about the decision to not start him in the first game. Uh, Madison, what's your response to Poch's uh, post-match stats? Or post-match comments, rather.
2: I think I've probably talked about Pochettino a few times on this podcast but my doubt about him. Um, and about their ability to kind of come through when they when they should, when they need to in a big game. Uh, this is just another example. I think when we were doing our when we were doing our predictions, I said I expected Juventus to win because they have more experience, and because Tottenham doesn't seem to be able to win. Yeah, but
1: this mean, is, now you have the experience.
2: Well, the experience didn't shine through. If they then
1: you have it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I won't argue if you immediately sorry.
2: Keep let let me hard. just yeah. Let me just kind of go through this because we, we <laughs> talked about we talked about Juventus and how great job they did. I don't think that's the story of the game, guys. I think Tottenham had more chances, more opportunities, should have won the game, and they didn't. And I think like we talked about, Young and Son, he did great. He did great. Created a lot of chances. Leaned back on a lot of shots. Missed a lot of shots. Harry Kane had a good shot too. Didn't make it. It's like the kind of stuff that it's like if it happens in one game, you say, okay, I understand. You know, they gave a good – they got a good go. But it just seems like Tottenham is having these kinds of games every time there's a big game where it's yeah. really just on them to win and they just don't. Uh, and to hear Pochettino make those comments afterward, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. I, he said, I don't know what we can do. Well, I don't know either, I guess. Like, they just – this is just like another – just it's a pattern for them. So, like, yeah, it's like – you know, before we had it, we were irrelevant. We were a second tier team. And now we're playing like we're might we could be a first tier tier. But in reality, we're just a second tier team still in the same position where we've always been. And like, I don't know. I just kind of like if I'm going to buy that Pochettino is a good coach, I need to see like what he's actually done. And like, some, yeah, they're an entertaining team to watch. That's that's not enough. You know, if if they want to sit in the in the in the upper tier of teams, they have to actually do something. This is coming from like a Liverpool fan who's also saying like the same thing about his own team. Like, I would say the same thing about Liverpool. But like, yeah, man, like, okay, you'd rather be Tottenham than Arsenal. Arsenal's bringing home trophies, so
1: yeah, no one gives a fuck about the FA Cup anymore. To be fair, I would love to win the FA Cup, but I, so I guess. Andres Villas Boas is not getting Spurs to the Champions League round of 16. Um, whoever they had afterwards, Tim Shearwood, was not getting Spurs out of the bottom half of the table. Like again, like they've had an incredible run of form the last four years, and the really the only year looking back on kind of Pochettino's results since he since he joined, the only like really poor showing that they had was his second year when they should have caught Leicester finished third, had a poor run in the FA cup kind of bowed out of the Euro league. And besides that, like last year, second in the league, like 86 points, which would win the league most years, like went to the FA cup semi um, had a tough run in Europe like that again, like there's always going to be something because they haven't won a trophy. So you'll always be able to pick a hole in my argument, but like they are consistently getting better. And if he sticks around like the team will in continue to improve like he's shown like he's also shown as a coach like he's yes may not be the best in-game manager and I'm not going to defend him for that like he could have done better but he's also like taken harry kane who was kind of he was not necessarily like a use a college football term he's not a five-star prospect He's a guy who just like came through and he got developed up. Like, he's g- clearly good at getting guys into a system and developing them and creating good players. Um, you know, Eric Dyer, I don't know, you know, where did he come from? He's, he's not really, you know, the only guys that they've really p- bought that have fit in really well are like Erickson and, you know, Song um, from Leverkusen and. Delhi from, but Delhi Ali was from what, like Notting Forest or something? Like, not a big team. I mean, MK, MK Dons, how
0: can you find MK that? MK Dons, excuse me. And he's, like,
1: done a really good job of development, and if he sticks around at, at Spurs, like, he will continue to hopefully do that and build out the, like, Arson Wegner's system of taking young plucking young develop promising talent from Europe and England and turning them into stars and hopefully then can like will win trophies but like he's, he's not a he's I guess like what I'm frustrated by this conversation is he's not a failure and like then bowing out against Juventus like is not a failure of a like it's a failure of a result but it's not a failure of like the system and like him as a manager like it's a it's a individual moment of like Fuck opery, but like it's not, it's not. Doesn't mean the Spurs are never going to win another game again. And it's what I'm not saying that you're saying that, but that's how I'm getting the feeling from a lot of people. And you're not the only one. But like SB Nation had an article about this that was like Spurs haven't won a trophy. There's it's it's complete disaster. And It's like no, it's not. It's like it's fine.
2: Okay, well then, I mean, you said a lot, but I think uh, (laughs) like.
0: I coach think there were tears
2: at one point, which is like you've done you've done a marvelous job of articulating that Mauricio Pochettino might be the best Spurs coach ever.
1: Yeah, and maybe I think that's he is. just
2: maybe that's still just not very good. And like, honestly, like I think what you're saying, if if I would never hear an Arsenal fan say what you just said, that like they're putting together strings of games and like they're making marginal improvements and we're, we're satisfied with winning nothing. I think like there's, there's an attitude to being a top tier club. Like the, the reason why Liverpool is a top-tier club, even though they haven't won trophies, is because their fans demand trophies because they expect that. I, think-, I think like Spurs just hasn't gotten to that level. You have, you have to actually show results on the pitch to be considered one of the best teams in Europe. And I don't know if Mauricio Pochettino can take Spurs to that point.
1: I guess that's fine. And you're right that I should be demanding trophies as a Spurs fan. But I'm also, I think we're in a stage where of just like fandom in general, where fans are smarter than they were 25 years ago. Like 25 years ago, if Spurs went on this run, I could totally see Spurs fans saying like, okay, Pochettino can't win the big game. You know what? Sack him, go after, I don't know, some, some hotshot manager at Southampton or something or, but like, Fans are smarter. Fans nowadays like have a little bit more understanding of like systems and under like understanding like kind of where Spurs have come from and uh, the direction they're on. So like we're we, I think we're a little bit more like understanding and willing to be patient. Uh, and you say I mean look question. at Philadelphia, look at the 76ers Like sure. the fans are smarter, and so we're not going to be immediately like, yeah, you okay. better win a trophy. <laughs> I got you. Can I ask you a question? How yeah. long are you trusting the process? How long is
2: yeah. the process for, for Spurs?
1: So, this that's a great question. Give me this summer, see who leaves, see who stays around. If he hasn't won, like, a trophy in two years, then, yeah, it's time for him to move. Two more years? Yeah, two more years. It's fucking England. It's a really hard place to win trophies. It is a hard
0: place. Is it a to hard trip. place to win, like a league cup
2: or like a FA. When cup you don't, when you're, like, when you're you know, in five competitions a year, yes, it is. Right, so then give Arsene Wenger more credit. Then, like, where is this double standard?
1: No, I'm, I will give Austin Wigner credit. Like he has won trophies. I don't. What I'm saying though is like, yes, FA cups. FA cups are great, but FA cups like don't mean you're like set long term as a as a club. Like Arsenal is still having a lot of trouble despite winning trophies. Trophies don't. Trophies in like cups and not in Champions League like doesn't guarantee long term stability and success. So, so,
2: persons so persons it would pot- just be happy with. It. Just one one last point. Spurs fans would just be happy to go to round of 16 and get eliminated every time? No,
1: our expectations would grow as they have grown since we've had Pochettino and since we've become a bigger club. But, like, they will continue to grow if we continue to be on this trajectory. But, like, right now, like, I'm pretty happy with where the team is. Obviously, I wish we would have continued on this run. Okay. And we still might win a trophy because City's out of the FA Cup and we're on to the next round. So we still might win an FA Cup. I would love to see Tottenham in the FA Cup final see and they they lose go. to I don't know Swans are out so I don't know Rochdale again somehow. Uh,
0: this is, this has been a great conversation to watch. Um, <laughs> so so I'll man, calm down. You now I you know what I, I understand where you're coming from, Ryan. Um, I, I think Spurs fans have gone from. You know, fans that have no expectations to fans that are not unreasonable to have expectations. You know, they're not quite at the level of demanding trophies, but but they're almost there. And I, I agree with you that Spurs are improving, and you could see it in uh, average finish in the table. So uh, there's something that tangible that Podge can point to. That being said, it's not silverware.
1: Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's also like, I mean, we're all pretty young. We're all under 30. We have not necessarily... Been watching sports long enough to see this transition of a team in like English soccer, to see a team outside of like City or Chelsea, but they use money. It's so like this is a pretty unique situation of of kind of like natural slow development from a team moving up the tier. Like most of the time in soccer, when this happens, it's because oil money came in and demanded the team be good. So, like, this is kind of a unique situation in, yeah. in, in at least the English Premier League.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Enough on Spurs. Last last two games from this week. Mazen, who do you want to play as a Liverpool fan? And you can throw in the uh, the projected advancers from next week too, if you, if you feel so.
2: Like who? Do, what matchup do I want to see as a fan? Or like what matchup do I think I want Liverpool to get? Like what's their best matchup? Or like what do I want to see?
0: Uh, we could say which team would they uh. Which team are they most likely to
2: defeat? I think probably the winner of Roma Shakhtar is the one that I would
0: be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, it sucks because those are, you know, they're good teams. You know, but they're, like they're, when when <laughs> when it's like Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, you know, Man City, you know, I'll take Shakhtar.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Fine. We'll change it. What matchup do you want to see?
2: Honestly, I want to see Liverpool play Barcelona. I like... (sighs) Calling them them out. I understand that that's not going to probably turn out too well for Liverpool, but based on all the storylines of the year, I think that would be a sweet matchup, and I think Liverpool needs a chance to prove to Europe and the world that they are, like, really here. Like, they lost some players to Barcelona, so it would just be fitting for them to have a chance to go into a tie, and beating Barcelona would send a message to all the players in Europe and everywhere else that, like... Liverpool can compete. Um, It's just the most direct thing to get there. And I think that would be... I also just think that those would be fun games, seeing Barcelona and Liverpool the style of play and just, like, a lot of goals, probably. Um, So that's what I'm kind of hoping for. All
0: right. All right, I like it. Brian, who do you want to see City play? Uh,
1: Munich. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I want to see Munich tested. I think that they have interesting players in the back and kind of on the wings that can maybe match up with city's wide play. Um, so I think I'd love to see, and I'd love to see like Robin, you know, cut in uh, on the left, on his left foot again for the 700 time. And just like, I don't know that, those two and the colors of those jerseys too, is when they play uh, in Germany, the like light blue and the red, like I just, that match up to me, just that would be a lot of fun to see. <laughs> it's it's,
0: it's visually appealing to you. It's <laughs> incredible.
1: I mean, German, German football in general is visually appealing because the stands are going like wild. So yeah. like, give me, give me city Munich. I think that'd be a, a blast.
0: Pep, Pep at his old club. Yeah. yeah, old that'd, club. That'd be a good storyline.
1: Frank Ribery, like just diving at people's ankles, just would be great.
0: As a sub, yeah, uh, <laughs> I not. I, I think that'd be a good one. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the games from next week. Welcome back. Those four games from this previous week has been decided. We've got four more coming up. Uh, Probably the biggest marquee matchup is Barcelona-Chelsea, but uh, Mazda, we got United-Sevilla. What do you expect out of this? I I think it's going to be a classic home San Mourinho game at home, but I want to know if you disagree with (laughs) me. I think it'll be a well-managed game. (laughs) So, So you agree with me? I expect
2: Manchester United to win. Um, I don't I expect any surprises here. But, uh, you know, you never know. That's the whole risk of going into a place and trying to get a draw and then coming back. I always find, I think this happened uh, in a few of the ties. I mean, especially if we're thinking about Tottenham. I think we always find that there's like sometimes some um, some expectation that you can just kind of like...
0: Get a result out at the home. result
2: or get the result. And it's like, you know... Maybe I think like I think uh, in this case uh, I expect the, I expect the United to come out with their full lineup. Last time we saw a little bit of weirdness with no Paul Pogba, um, we had a Juan Mata start. I don't expect that this time. I, I still expect Sanchez. Um, probably Lingard will start uh, this game, um, but of course it depends on who's starting against Liverpool, which I know we're going to talk about. Um, which they have to manage that game, but. Who knows? I may see a return of Scott McTominay. I, I, I expect uh, Manchester United to look to hold possession of the ball and just keep a constant pressure on Sevilla, and Sevilla to accept that pressure uh, and look to score a goal on the counter. Um, but uh, yeah, I expect that uh, probably a, a pretty professional result—one nothing, two nothing, United.
0: So, so let me ask you this question: Who do you think has a better chance of? Advancing, Sevilla or Chelsea?
1: I think That's they have similar.
2: I think I think I think Sevilla has a chance. It's a pretty it's a pretty tough chance. I think Chelsea's in a better position to advance, but they're playing a tougher opponent, uh, so it's uh, it's going to be very difficult for them. So I think that they're they're pretty similar. I, I'd put more money on Chelsea if I had to like bet. But
0: uh, Inter- interesting. You said the B word. Uh, Brian, Brian, Chelsea. Who would you say has a better chance, Chelsea or, or uh, Sevilla? And then give me your thoughts on the Barcelona Chelsea game.
1: I think Sevilla has the better chance, mainly because I, I just <laughs> don't think Chelsea has the teeth on attack to go into Barcelona and take to get a victory they're probably going to start the same lineup. They play against Barcelona and they played against uh, man city this past weekend where Hazard is the nominal striker and he's surrounded by Pedro and, and William. And like, I, that was a great strategy against uh, Barcelona at home. I just don't think it's going to be the same sort of have the same sort of effectiveness on the road. Um, I, can't, I think Barcelona would just be a little more comfortable, um, be a little crisp on passes, maintain possession, just not let the counter be as, as effective. And yeah, I, I think Sevilla could play could play the Mourinho game against him and, and get, a, get one or two on the counter where I just don't quite see the same, that type of thing happening for Chelsea. So I would say Sevilla has a better chance.
0: I mean, if uh, if Brighton was able to put in two against United, I think Sevilla could put in one or two. Um, and the the other, I mean, the other thing is like Chelsea looked really bad against City this past week. They could do nothing up front. Uh, it was, and it, that wasn't even you know credit credit to Pep for having a great team and everything, but I you know I didn't think it was anything that City was doing in particular. In the midfield, um, um, it, I think the
1: big big thing Chelsea didn't have N'Golo Kanté out there, and if he's right. not out there, there's a lot more room between the lines against Chelsea. And he, if he's right. not there to man Mark Messi, then Messi's going to run wild. He wasn't there to, you know, take out De Bruyne in the same way he kind of marks Messi to death in that first that first match. So if he's not going to play, Chelsea's basically screwed.
0: Right, I mean Chelsea were un, uh, unable to get the ball against Pep's team, and if they were unable to get the ball against City, there's there's no way they're getting the ball against the Barcelona squad. Um, yeah. So you expect Barcelona to go through?
1: I expect Barcelona to go through. Chelsea showed me nothing against City to make, to change that opinion. I thought Chelsea was gonna um, was not gonna go through even after the first match. Yeah, it's like yeah, they 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 drew, but again. Um, I Barcelona's just the better team and they should, they, I mean, it'll be, I think it'll be a pretty entertaining game actually, but I, I just, I just don't see Chelsea have really a chance and I'll, that'll probably come back to bite me, but that's all right.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, Byron, is pretty much decided, but what's your, what's your quick take? Romer or Shakhtar?
1: <sighs> Shakhtar. Oh, Shakhtar.
0: Masson, what's your quick take, Roma or Shakhtar?
2: You can't have a quick take on this game. It's it's tough. I mean, I give you a quick take. I guess that I think that probably Roma will win, but they're coming from behind. So
0: Roma Roma can't just win one nothing. It's tough. No, they can't. <laughs> they 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 can they, 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 they can. I think they, can. They, no, they can. They can. Yeah,
2: they can. The score was two one last time.
0: Yeah, it was two one. It was two one. So that Roma got the in, away goal in Ukraine. Yeah, you Roma got the away goal.
2: Right. That's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Math. Yeah. I think so, Roma. Can, I think all Roma has to do is uh, is win the game. I think they should do that. <laughs>
1: so. they, pro- they probably will. I just I'll ride with Shakhtar because it's been it's been and a lot
2: of fun. Everyone will be crossing their fingers for a Roma tie. <laughs> <laughs> Or guys
0: I don't know Aroma, Roma Roma Liverpool tie would be a very high scoring affair yeah, each that's, of those, game, that's each of those games that's the I think yeah probably oh absolutely <laughs> alright I think it's enough uh, Champions League when we come back I think we're going to talk a little bit about the Liverpool United game this weekend and possibly have the lock of the week with Mr. Chang we have to see stay tuned Point game to the top of the standings this weekend liverpool united uh it's kind of unclear which of these teams is the true second best team in england and i feel like this game is going to decide it you know it's the harder game for liverpool playing at old trafford playing at the defensive fortress uh a, a ground where liverpool historically does not perform well um and, and ultimately, this you know, United has, like, I believe, a point advantage on Liverpool. So this could put some distance between the two teams uh, at the top of the standings. How do you envision this game going for your Liverpool side?
2: It's a very tough game. I think yeah. this is a steep test for Liverpool. It's going to be difficult for them to get the result they want away. Which I think is three points. Um, I mean, one could make the argument that Liverpool would be okay with a draw, especially because they have a they have an easier schedule. I think United still has to play City, which is not ideal for
0: them. Uh, but uh, are, you know, are United still has to play City. Is that what you said? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, do, they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. So,
2: you know, Liverpool going in with well, getting one point is cool, I think, for them. But I think that they're looking to get three. They want, they want to win this game. They want to put the demons of Mourinho in behind them, which they just seem to not be able to do. And uh, I, I, I imagine Liverpool is going to play the same style that they always play, which is to attack, uh, look to keep play dynamic, press press. Press Manchester out. And uh, I, I'm just more interested to see what Mourinho has in store because it, I, I honestly don't know what he's
1: I like yeah. we've hit the part of the podcast where John's just doing chores now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not doing chores. I'm getting a glass of chocolate milk like a sane adult. Chocolate um, milk. Brought to you by chocolate milk.
1: Call me. Call we, we will take sponsors.
0: I, I'm just trying to get my calcium. Uh... <laughs> So, Ryan, I mean, this is a pretty important game for the other teams buying for top six spots. Well, again, we should stop saying top six, top five spots. Um, yeah. What's the best-case scenario for, let's say, Chelsea, who's outside peeking in right now?
1: Ooh, I thought you were going to ask for about Spurs, so I have to change my answer. Um, I think for Ch- the best-case result for Chelsea is United win, because you're trying to drag... You're not, you're two points at this point, like might be enough. So I guess you're looking for United win. If you're Spurs, you want Liverpool, the Liverpool win. Um, I think United, like if if they have a run of bad results, where I mean we haven't really mentioned it, but Palace was up two nil on United on Monday. Like that was not not a great look from United. So if they uh, they were able to come back and win, and their winning goal is. Was- something special. Oh, but I,
0: but, but I, said, I, I said Brighton before. I'm in Palace. What was I thinking? Brighton, Brighton beat Arsenal this weekend. That's <laughs> Yeah,
1: of. let's not forget. Never forget. Yeah, never um, forget. <laughs> 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 you never will live that down Arsenal. Um, so I think if we've all kind of, or at least we all, I have predicted a United slide for the last little while. And, you know, a oh, 3-2 win at Palace is not a great result. If they have trouble against Liverpool and lose, um, they you know, slip up against Sevilla, we could see a bit of a slide. So if you're Chelsea or Tottenham, like I think you're hoping for a Liverpool win to push United down more and hopefully that you catch them playing against teams lower on the table.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at United's schedule for the rest of the year. They
1: still play Arsenal. They still play City. They play, like, they it's...
0: Still, exactly. still play Arsenal, City, and uh, and Liverpool, obviously, so... A little bit of an easier schedule for uh, Liverpool just playing United and Chelsea. Um, We'll see who who they get for Champions League. It's a pretty important game. Uh, It's the lunchtime game for England. I don't expect it to be that entertaining uh, because games featuring Jose Mourinho's side are, I won't say never because that Palace game was actually pretty entertaining, uh, but I will say rarely eventful.
2: I, I thought that was an important game for Manchester, though. I think that's it like was. A, it was absolutely. That's a key, it's, that's it, a key it, difference between Manchester's side and probably like Tottenham. Okay, like okay,
1: Tottenham would like, have not gone down two nothing to Palace.
2: Okay, but also I guarantee they wouldn't have won that game. The, the, the thing, the thing, the thing is like Manchester needed to win. They were down two nothing, and they found a way to win. We're just about how it's not impressive or whatever, but they won the game. They got three yeah, points. I guess what's not fun. impressive
1: is going down two goals to a it team. That's what has
2: been doing all season. They've been, getting, they've been getting trashed, raked over the coals, done this and that. They're still in second in the league, and it's because they just are professional and get professional results. That's what I expect from them. They're going to win against Sevilla, and I think they're very likely to beat Liverpool at home, Just, just like the way it is with them. I mean, I, I hope it doesn't so happen, boring. but also, like, you know, I feel like we –
0: I feel like all we do is trash Man United. I think that they've they put together a solid season. They have put together a solid season. I thought, it but to be fair, I thought this game showed character, which I didn't really see out of them the whole season. You know, I didn't expect them to win this game, so yeah. it kind of it kind of sh- showed something with uh, less than ten games left. That you know maybe they are deserving of where they that, are.
2: That's they fight. It's like it's like Arsenal went down in their game against Brighton too. And the body oh, language just folded. Yeah. The body language of the players. There was like this, it was so depressing. They, yeah. they, they, were clearly not in it to win it. You know what I'm saying? But like Mar- Manchester was trying to win that game. <laughs> they were really trying. And with players up at, up at the front, like that dynamic play with Lingard and Lukaku and Sanchez, Archie I mean, they've got a really solid team.
0: Yeah, they do. Um, I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, nothing much else this weekend. I'd say there aren't even any six-point relegation battles this weekend. So kind of a boring weekend, but an important weekend. Teams need to keep pace if they want to uh, you know, stay in the top four or stay out of the relegation zone.
1: Okay. Newcastle-Southampton, right? That's the only one?
0: Uh, is there Newcastle-Southampton? So yeah, that I would say that that's pretty important um both teams uh, i believe southampton is in are they in 18th 16th um, and 17th 16th 17th uh so yeah that that is an important one um i i'm not sure what i expect out of that game i southampton's just I, you know, i keep saying i believe in them and then they keep letting me down um all right let's let's leave it at that um, Had a little bit of trouble getting uh, Mr. Chang on the line. He appears to be at a soccer betting analytics concert. A uh, concert, uh, soccer betting analytics conference, um, which I'm excited to see how those results play out. But Mr. Chang did send me not one but two locks of the week, and it's unfortunate we normally record on Wednesday. I happened to record on Thursday this week. His uh, first lock was a Europa League game, Dortmund Salzburg over 2.5 and as he usually does hits um, but we'll put a little star next to that so 4 with a star. Uh, Mr. Chang's bonus lock of the week, bonus is Manchester United-Liverpool, 7.30 a.m. game on the East Coast obviously the lunchtime game in England um, the site Pavardice- provides you the opportunity to put in a draw-no-bet game. uh, Draw-no-bet-bet. So if a draw occurs, the bet is void. But both teams, actually, at minus 110. Mr. Chang has opted for the home team, Manchester United, at minus 110, draw-no-bet. And I actually like this. It makes a lot of sense for the reasons we discussed uh, earlier in the pod. It's, you know, Liverpool doesn't play well at old trafford uh united coming off a big win a big comeback win against crystal palace so we'll see should be an exciting game i'm ready to wake up for it i think the rest of the guys are ready to wake up for it um and until next week we wish you all the best and hope you guys enjoy the weekend games and next week's champions league games which should be real interesting Take care.